Good morning, and welcome back. This is the Mighty Lark Podcast, where I talk about whatever I'm thinking about when I'm painting, to be quite honest. Um, Today I am working on a red quill, which is a type of mayfly, and it is a gorgeous, gorgeous mayfly. Um, We're looking at a really sepia to red um, head. We're looking at a slightly less uh, sepia body, but still some of those same brown tones. Just a little bit of yellow to its to its uh, back, and then some yellow green on its legs and in its wings. This is a beautiful, beautiful bug, and I'm really excited to get into it. Got a little bit of a late start today, but a really peaceful start today. Um, got a book out yesterday from the library on the red knot and uh, how the population of the red knot is connected to um, the populations of hermit crabs. So, you know, not not really uh, talking about painting bugs, but still getting myself into that uh, naturalist sort of mentality that I really hope to be in when I go into this. So I'm going to start off with just a a slightly lighter brown than what I see on that body. I think I'm going to work in a little bit of yellow, and that'll sort of start to hint at the yellow-green that is in the legs and in some of the wings, and I want those to kind of feel just a little bit married, so I, I I don't want them to feel disconnected in any way. So start with that tone, bring it in, work the whole painting all at once, um, even even go into some of that eye bit that's going to get a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more saturated color later, but just sort of work out my values a little bit, uh, you know, I can go over with that darker color later, I'm wor- working this light to dark, light to dark, um, and I'm not hitting any of the highlights, even though, even though uh, the highlights are going to be something that is very close to this color. I just want to lay down where my darks are, and I want my darks to speak in the same language as my lights, so that the whole piece feels unified and connected. So, here we go. Uh, I just want to say, uh, ahead of time here, pardon any weird noises that you may hear in the background. Um, they are really going hard on the new, new uh, apartment building that's going up over top of a Joe's Smoke Shop. The new rendition of Joe's Smoke Shop in downtown Portland, um, which I can't say that I'm terribly excited about, although um, it will be nice to have Joe's Smoke Shop back that was sort of a, uh, it was just a landmark in Portland for ages. Anyway, so I'm working, working this light, working this light color in, sort of developing my shadows, noticing that the, the underside of this bug is just a little bit lighter than the backside. The backside looks like it's, uh, darkened up just to, maybe to hide or something in nature, I would assume, but, um, kind of bring in some of those tones down in the bottom, even though it is a little bit lighter, sort of establish where the weight of this figure would be, 
is you can definitely see how those segments are are sitting. Um, go into the back and let it let it be a little bit darker maybe in the bottom, but still still worrying about the weight a little bit. I want to feel like this is a figure in space today. Sometimes I'm not really concerned with that. Today I want it to feel like a figure in space. Um, so not really guiding. Just as a as an aside, last week I said that I was starting a new sketchbook, and I did. I did start a new sketchbook, and I said that I had to go in a couple pages. Well, turns out that actually the whole book was sort of kerplunk, and despite the fact that I usually buy the same brand of sketchbook, that one definitely did not have good paper. So I cut out the pages of the bugs that I did last week, and I and I laid them into this new book, which. I've done, uh, I did yesterday's and with no, with no signs of wear and tear, um, and now I'm working on today's, and, and today's is doing quite well too, so, yeah, it's holding the pigment the way it's supposed to, it's, um, it's not bleeding through the paper, um, I'm getting the color that I want, and life is good, um, but it was really frustrating for a couple of days last week, um, working through some paper that just wasn't wasn't doing what I needed it to do. Um, really kind of interesting how much um, your attitude about something can change just by the, the quality of the materials that you're using. If you grow so used to something that is pretty good quality, then when you use something that's not so good quality, you're just, I don't want to say infuriated because... That's not really what it was, but I, I didn't have the same love for the pieces that I did when the paper was doing what I needed to do. So I've worked in that light all over. I'm going to bring in just a little bit of green into that same, same thing and start to work the legs a little bit. Um, just have those set and in place this time. And kind of a dark bit that goes along the top of the legs and some nice line work going through them. I think I'm going to actually try to capture that line work a little bit today. Sometimes I don't worry about that. And I go for more of a sweeping brush stroke. I'm going to go somewhere in between a sweeping brush stroke and that nicely defined line today. Um, I did use a little bit of abstraction when doing the legs. This I started the bug at this point where scale-wise it wouldn't have fit on the page. Um, in the first first couple weeks that I was working on this project, if it was bigger than the page, then I would just go across the gutter in the sketchbook. But now that I'm seeing that. You know, I don't know why it didn't, it didn't occur to me that if I did 366 of these that it would take up just an immense amount of sketchbook pages if I crossed the gutter on a bunch of them, because um, that seems fairly obvious now that I'm saying it out loud, but it didn't. <laughs> it didn't occur to me at all. So, um, But now I, I'm kind of trying not to conserve paper, but just for the sake of you know having that consistency to the scale and um, to the attention paid to each subject. I, I want to keep it 
one page per. Um, so here we are working some of that same um, yellow-green pigment in where um, where it's on the legs, but also where it comes into the body a little bit more. There's some at the base of the top level of each of these segments, and there's some in the wings, so I'm going to start to bring that into the wings. Um, it goes from this yellow-green to this really vivid yellow and some small spots. Um, so, Also along the lines of abstraction today, I made the wings just a little bit smaller than they're supposed to be, but I kind of like it. Um, adds a nice little, nice little touch with that body feeling so armored when it's when it's this big. Um, so mistakes that are just kind of kind of fun to work with sometimes. So bringing some of that yellow green into the wings and defining that shadow area between each each little fold in the wings. And once I'm through with this, I'm going to start bringing in some, some more saturated pigment and bring out the eyes and bring out the mantle and uh, really start to define this character a little bit. When I do these shadowy bits in the wings, I try to do quite a bit of water in my pigment and let it sort of be a little bit more atmospheric. When you get into the details and do the line work in the wings, that holds enough of it down that uh, if you get too if you get too saturated with those in between areas, it becomes a little bit busy to look at. Um, which I guess you could argue that it's it, that is what it is. It is a busy thing to be looking at but I, th I find that the calm that I'm going for is more easily reached when I let it be a little bit more atmospheric. Going in, doing those, doing the tail bit. Just a little bit of a stroke there today. Didn't have room for, didn't have room on the page for the entire thing and to do the body the same size that I wanted to to get a bunch of the detail on it. Drawing is a little bit more complete than some of them that I do. Um, I'm really excited about the paper actually working now in this, this other book, so I was pleased to just sit and draw and noodle a little bit this morning. Um, so we got got the medium yellow yellow greeny worked in. So now I'm gonna start laying in that eye. In that eye with a little bit of sienna and a little bit of burnt orange looking color here. I'm not exactly certain what some of the pigments on my on my palette are because I, I get the uh, the Van Gogh um, kit the 18 color kit, and I just use what's on it. Um, some of the colors I definitely know, I can tell right off. 
some of the greens and the and the reds. I'm like, I'm not actually sure what what this is, but I like it. <laughs> so, working some of that in. You know, you let it darken it up a little bit with a crimson here. Start to go into some of this back plating at the same time as I'm doing the eye. Dark at the beginning of the segment, dark at the bottom of the segment. I'm really enjoying how this one's coming together. It's funny how the watercolor you can you can almost be, you know, like three minutes into a drawing, painting, depending on who you're talking to and how old school they are. Um, and you can almost tell if it's going to be a good one or not right from the get-go. I suppose you could probably tell from the drawings sometimes, but I've definitely botched some really good drawings, and I've definitely saved some really bad drawings. I guess it all depends on whether you feel more like a painter or a, or a drawer at the drawer. I remember when I was an undergrad, I had a professor named Jerome Witkin. He was... Uh, incredibly talented, he did some wonderful figurative work, he used to call people that were were uh, great draftsmen, good drawers, um, like, like Egon Scheele, he said, was a great drawer, Lucian Freud, he also would, uh, if your portrait, when you put it up, looked uh, not super stable or not well constructed, um, he would say that oh, this this person looks like they are a limp head of broccoli, <laughs> which uh, sounded ridiculous, but at the same time made a lot of sense when you were looking at it too. Like, oh yeah, I guess you're right, man. Totally looks like broccoli. Maybe just some asparagus. I don't know. Uh, so I often think of that when I'm drawing. If if something's not holding up, oh, this looks like limp limp broccoli. <laughs> So thank you for that, Jerome Wickham, wherever you are. I hope you're still with us. I haven't heard that you're gone. So getting into some of these detail parts. And so pleased as I do that my uh, <laughs> my added pigment isn't um, wandering all over the page and seeping in in places that I don't want it to, like it did on the first few pages of that other book. Really kind of pulling out some of these darks. I'm not being super true to the color that I see on the page. Um, more trying to key it into a color that I, that I like. Really nailing the value as far as I'm concerned, but not, not so worried about painting exactly what I see on a page. In other news, I uh, was reached out today to a photographer whose work has been absolutely vital in doing this project. Um, it makes such beautiful photos of bugs, and you can see the details of all the different species um, very easily. And uh, I sent him a thank you for his great work, and you know, asked if there was any place else that I could find some more of it that I could work from. I, uh, I hope this is something that he's pleased with, um, 
I certainly don't feel like these watercolors are true enough to the actual photos that I'm by any means plagiarizing, but I, I think some people probably would still think it's uh, odd for their artwork to be the source of another artwork. We'll see. Um, but I thought it would be uh, kind to reach out. So we'll see what comes of that. Hopefully he's pleased and he'll let me know where I can find some more photos. Because I am definitely looking for some more photos of these various stoneflies, mayflies, caddisflies. I'd really like some more photos of the caddisflies with their wings spread. There's something so beautiful about the caddisflies when their wings are outstretched. Just, I don't think there's much more beautiful in the world. Reminds me of what, what you envision when people say butterfly, but they're not butterflies. I love them. Anyway, I'm bringing in a much, much darker pigment now. I mixed a little bit of burnt umber with some light uh, greenish blue. Uh, I think it's a phthalo, a phthalo blue. But like I said, I don't know exactly what the pigments are supposed to be on my on my Van Coe palette here, so. I should probably find out. <laughs> but I guess I just kind of find what works for me when I'm meandering and putzing through the, through the palette. Which might actually be kind of nice in comparison. I mean, I haven't, I haven't worked with knowing exactly what my pigments are, but I wonder if maybe I'm finding some color combinations that I wouldn't find if I knew exactly what everything is. I mean, I'm still definitely using burnt sienna a bunch. I feel pretty, pretty confident with that as a as a mid-range brown. But you know, how much how much do you just use the same colors as a crutch as opposed to exploring the depths of what those colors are? So there's a question for to ponder for a bit. Um, Maybe that's one of the reasons that I like these watercolors so much. So, anyway, working in these darks, bringing in my details slowly, and uh, then I'll go into the wings and bring out the defining lines in the wings and where, where the line becomes a little bit more yellow, and then I'll be posting this to Instagram, and you can check it out. So look for my post, The Red Quill, episode four of the Mighty Lark podcast. Thanks for popping in. And, you know, please, uh, please let a brother know if you, if you enjoy this. Um, you can contact me at mike at lewisacrylics.com or pop on in and leave a comment um, on my SoundCloud or a on the the connected emails on my uh, on my Instagram account. So anyway, thanks for dropping in, and I'll be back again next week with another book. You take care. Bye bye.